0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I have finance coach, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, Ian Scott. You're a husband, a father, of course, you're a man of God. Um, You're a finance coach, you're an entrepreneur. And I'm going to add on a motivational speaker, where you want it or not, because I feel like you are one.
1: Um, that's actually <laughs> something that um, I, I do wanna be. Um uh, you know, I've listened to, you know, some really great speakers, you know, like Jim Rohn and, you know, Les Brown. And uh those are kind of the, the main two, you know, that I kind of, you know, go back and forth in between. But, you know, um I'm I accept the title. So um a hundred percent accept that title. Um, I love it. And, you know, I think in my teaching career, I've done more motivational speaking than actual teaching. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I accept it. Your
0: videos that you post, like I, they're just extremely motivational. One in particular I was very moved by is the one you posted in October or last year of you quitting your job. Yes, ma'am. During the pandemic, like in, this, in the midst of it all. Now, I want you to share a little bit about that testimony, about that post.
1: Absolutely. I mean, um, honestly, it was kind of one of those things where it was ultimately time for me to, to leave what I was currently doing. Um, you know, I have no bad vibes, you know, towards the, um, the, the system that I left. Uh, but I had to do something different and I had to do something, you know, for my family. And honestly, it, it was a faith move. Um, and I can say that um, I have spoken to them um, because, uh, Basically, it was uh, what we call a porter, you know, somebody that just basically cleans the school, um, Had very good relationships with her. You know, she left, you know, before I left. Um, And I was on a phone call with her one day and she told me something that I never forgot. Um, She told me something that her aunt told her. um, And she said to leap and the net will appear. Mm. She told me to leap and the net will appear. And so I had, you know, had to post it on my on my wall and everything. Um, and sometime after, basically, I was just sitting texting my wife saying, hey, I really don't want to be here anymore. And so she basically told me to quit. And if anybody knows me, you should probably give me time parameters on when I should do something because um, <laughs> she wasn't expecting me to quit immediately. She's like, you know, <laughs> thinking maybe two months down the road. I think I quit mm-hmm. like two weeks um, after that text, there's but, no notice, know, <laughs> zero notice, like zero, none. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had actually taken a picture, um, of the, the little post that I had put, in, um, that my, my lady gave me. And again, it said leap and the net will appear. And she asked me, what does this mean? So she was just around my, my computer, my workstation. And she just asked me, what does this mean? And for me, that was confirmation. And when my wife gave me confirmation and she, you know, she was comfortable with me leaving, then it was like i'm out <laughs> i didn't need Deuces. you know anything else uh so I, I took that as god's okay um you know of me leaving and honestly god has kept me through since um it hasn't been super easy but when i when i left when i quit it was free like i had so much weight off my shoulder that mm-hmm. you know i didn't really care what was coming next um i just knew that god was gonna figure it out So So God already
0: figured it out. You just was waiting to see what he already had
1: planned. So better. You said way better than I could have. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. So, yeah, I I just knew that God had worked it out. And uh, over time, it was going to manifest itself uh, at the proper time. And I mean, you know, since I quit, um, and until now, I mean, we've had, you know, stimulus checks, uh, you know, uh, we just had all the, you know, different types of assistance. And not that I want to live on government assistance or right. that I want to depend on it, but it was helpful and I took it. Uh, I didn't. Yes, it we all it. Did. So, um, <laughs> I utilized it, uh, you know, for what I could. And um, even, you know, uh, just kind of with my other side deal and my uh, the main the main occupation that I, I chose to go into uh, once I left teaching. I mean, it's just basically, you know, been keeping, you know, our family steady. Um, I even, you know, was able to pay off my car. Um, uh, and so now I got that paid off. Um, and then I had spoken to my friend, um, that I worked with, uh, his name is Jordan. Uh, and he basically was talking to somebody and they had asked about me and they said, you know, how's Mr. Scott doing? Um, and he's like, he's doing good. And they asked about was my business successful and his response, uh, his response was, Hey, he's able to pay his rent. Um, and so. I haven't been evicted, you know, haven't really had lights shut off. I think they got shut off once, but they were turned back on within a day or so. Uh, So honestly, it's just it's been a whirlwind of emotions. But, you know, God has been keeping me steady and keeping me sane. Your motto
0: that you say you're always looking for the next leader that's looking to help impact
1: others. I want you to expound on that a little bit. So. A lot of if, if I start talking about leadership a lot, um, I think it would not be strange to know that I've been reading a lot of John Maxwell. Uh, you know, John Maxwell, he's like the guru on just leadership. He can take leadership and write like 100 books on it. I um, mean, he has. Um, but, you know, leadership is basically I'm, I'm looking for a leader, you know, not looking for projects, you know, not looking, you know, to to. I want to turn people into leaders, but I want them to kind of already have something, you know, kind of ready to go. Um, You know, looking for somebody, you know, that that wants to lead, um, you know, looking for somebody that, again, what I mean by impact the world, I mean, the the world needs to change. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, the world needs to change. You know, on one end, you got, you know, you know, the the saints, so to speak, you know, praying for God to come because the world is so wicked as opposed to praying to God. And say, God, lift up other people to change the world and change what's going on in the world. You know, yes, we want God to come, but God is not coming yet until he gives proper time. Um, And in that proper time, we should be focused on how can we change the world? How can we impact the world? How can we help, (coughs) excuse me, you know, how can we help the next person, you know, um, that's just around us? And so my biggest goal is I got to leave an impact. You know, if if I'm going to live on this earth and I only got one shot at it, you know, I want generations after me to rejoice because of, you know, the things that, you know, I was able to do to impact the world. You know, Martin Luther King, his name is going to live on forever. You know, I don't think he did that by design, but, you know, he was a leader and he left an impact on the world. And, you know, my impact, you know, may not be in that in the civil rights, you know, uh, direction or may not be as big, but I got to leave some kind of impact to where somebody know I was here and not just another tombstone. One of the things that
0: you venture into, well, one of your businesses, I should say, because you have quite a few, is that you help people with their finances. Yes, ma'am. Can you expound a little bit on that?
1: So a little bit about, you know, just kind of the firm's mission, our company's mission is just really helping people earn more income, helping them become, you know, debt-free, helping them become, you know, properly protected and, you know, just ultimately helping them just become just financially independent, Mm -hmm. right? You know, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately, you know, why do people go to jobs? You know, not because they want to, you know, ultimately, you know, the end goal is because of money. Now, most people choose professions that they can tolerate for the money (laughs) that they receive, at least. In my opinion but you know we there's so many people that are just out here struggling like and I mean straight struggling like you missed two paychecks you're on the street and a lot of people just don't have just the knowledge about money they don't know how to save they don't know how to to invest you know they they don't have any life insurance you know they don't have any retirement plans you know they're just kind of living life just Mm -hmm. waiting until waiting Right. Depending on the government, you know, to, to do everything and, you know, you know, striking and going on riots and raise the minimum wage to this level. And I mean, it's like I teach people so that they can actually control their money at whatever level it looks like. And mm-hmm. so ultimately, it's just more so about financial literacy, uh, which actually, you know, when I was teaching, I was able to kind of ease that in uh, to some of my lesson plans um, as a math teacher, fifth grade math teacher. Um, And I was just teaching my students about entrepreneurship and just about money in general, you know, not spending more than you have. Uh, Credit cards are actually not bad. Mm -hmm. Like, you can actually get over on the credit card companies, you know, the ones that give you cash back. You know, just spend it, get the cash back, and pay it off. You know, if you pay it off every month, they can't charge you interest. Can't charge interest on zero. Facts. And so it's more so, again, just teaching people how to use their money
0: now what age do you think is important for someone to start like saving up for their retirement
1: as old as they can walk okay so ideally parents need to start saving at a very early age you know for their kids um you know whatever amount you can start with um because the idea of saving is compound interest has to take effect Mm-hmm. Right You know, so a person starting at let's just say age 15, which is generally when you know most people are working or even earlier, if you have like a babysitting job or cutting lawn, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, you need to be putting something away every single month as early as you can. And the younger you are, the better. If you older, well, it's actually costing you more money because you've delayed saving, for whatever reason and okay. so I think as early as you can if you haven't started saving like today is good um, and so <laughs> as early as possible
0: okay now what is your thoughts on like a 401k and or
1: versus like saving on your own so I got to, and so and I'm actually a securities license so I got to be very careful um, you know what I say and how I say it um, as okay. not to misconstrue anything um, okay. 401ks are typically, you know, with the job. Um, I right. think if the company is going to match it, then you need to match it. If they're okay. going to match it, match it and then don't go above the match. So if a company's going to only match 6% and you're putting in 10%, well, you can take that extra percentage and put it in like a Roth IRA. Okay. You know, max that out, you know, as best as you can. Um, uh, typically it's 6,000. Um, a year that you can max it out because the government has limitations on that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then anything outside of that, I would either go back to matching or I would put it in like a short-term account or a emergency fund, uh, you know, just kind of things like that. But um, 401k, I definitely think is great if you can get one or a 403b um, if you're working in like a school system. Um, But match it, anything above it, Roth IRA, max that out to 6,000 as close as you can anything extra, throw it in like a short-term account, emergency account, pay off some debt, you know, different things like that.
0: Okay. Now what about stocks? Like investing in stock?
1: So I actually cannot comment on that. Um, Okay. The degree that I can comment on it is you got to be very smart when you're dealing with stock. Um, Mm -hmm. You got to make sure that you are diversified. Uh, So, for example, uh, let's say Apple. And this is a disclaimer. This is not a you know solicitation to buy Apple stock. Uh, but let's right. just say you know one person you know has five thousand and they want to invest in Apple. And let's say you know stock is basically ownership with the company. The company hmm. does well, well you'll do well. But if the company does very poorly, well they have way more money than you, so you're going to do poorly and you're going to lose all your money. I would suggest something like a mutual fund. Uh, mutual funds. They are still risky, but not as risky as, you know, as stock. Um, And so mutual fund is basically a diversified, it's already diversified for you. I would recommend if you're just starting out, you need to at least start a retirement plan with a mutual fund because that's technically how your 401k um, in some cases work. But um, stock, again, I have nothing against it. You just got to be smart at what you're doing. Um, If you're not going to sit there and watch it all day, what we call a day trader, be very cautious as what you do. Um, And then again, very cautious at, you know, what companies you invest in. Um, Again, just make sure you do your due diligence and just research the companies uh, you're investing in. But mutual funds is ultimately, you know, um, a great way to go uh, when it comes to starting to invest and starting to save.
0: Okay. Now, something that you do that's not, on the financial side, but very on the creative side, is you have a photography studio.
1: Yes, ma'am. Now, what got you into photography? So um, actually, two things. uh, Well, three. Um, Number one, I kind of got fed up with graphic design. So I actually have a visual communications um, background, graduated from IEPY. Uh, So I did that for a little bit, and I'm relatively okay with it. I can create some simple things. But honestly, I just kind of kept taking pictures with my phone. Uh, You know, when I would be on the Greyhound bus going back and forth from um, Gary to Indianapolis, uh, I would just take different pictures. I would, you know, bend down on the ground and take pictures. Um, But, you know, one of the people that actually inspired me um, to kind of, you know, get into photography is actually uh, my brother, uh, Philando Jones. Um, And so, you know, he's been shooting, you know, long before I've, you know, even kind of thought about shooting. Um, And I just saw just the creative stuff that he was able to do. And so eventually I kind of, you know, got my own camera. Um, but the person that really kind of honed in everything and just kind of really cultivated it uh, was actually um, Pastor John Gurdon. Um, you know, he has his, his media firm, um, Gurt Enterprises. Um, mm-hmm. And before then, it was like mass media. Um, but ultimately, he was the one that kind of, you know, really gave me my first start. Um, he was the type that just put a camera in my hand and said, hey, shoot. Right. And then just kind of over time, (laughs) you know, F-stop and, you know, um, exposure and shutter speed. Um, And then I had another guy named Eric Dykus. He was also um, very, you know, helpful in just my growth in photography. And honestly, I just kind of took off on my own and I didn't have a background in it. I just kind of picked it up um, and seemingly had an eye for it. Um, Gotten a lot of, um, let's call it accolades, a lot of praise just for the work that I've done. Um, and since then, I mean, I've worked with, you know, uh, I worked with Yelp, uh, which for me was a pretty big deal. Um, I've done some work for the YMCA, which, again, pretty big deal. Ortho. Indie, um, you know, just kind of those things. I've worked with some models um, some years ago. We actually had um, a, a hoops meets heels uh, by uh, the uh, I want to say WNBA uh, Shira Eli Gash. Uh, she mm-hmm. had like a little fashion show. Um, and I was actually able to be a part of that as one of the photographers. Um, wow. And so. I've just kind of just kind of figured my way out around it. And, you know, God has just really put me in certain positions um, to be available. And so um, the kind of, yeah, the kind of where I am. Uh, you do have to have a
0: certain eye for that. Not everybody can just pick up a camera and just start taking some pictures because that right. is not going to be cute. It'd be basic, but it's not going to be
1: cute. <laughs> right. Just because you have an iPhone does not mean you can be a photographer. You know, it's so <laughs> way more than just taking pictures. It's composure. It's composition. It's a lot of stuff
0: the lighting yeah all that good stuff yes the name of your company is sean chris yes ma'am
1: how did you come up with that name actually so i didn't come up with it and i don't know if my mother's actually watching but um when i was younger uh mm-hmm. so number one i'm the guy with like five different first names uh <laughs> so you know my full name is ian sean christopher james scott uh james is no longer on my uh my name and i can explain that later if you want to uh, but mm-hmm. my mom used to often just call me just as a nickname, you know, Sean Chris. And so, pretty much, my mother is the one that pretty much gave me the name uh, for my photography. I didn't really know what else I wanted to call it, Sean Chris.
0: Because when I saw it, I was like, that ain't him. So, then the so <laughs> side, because again, I was trolling, I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm on the wrong website. So, I clicked it again, I'm like, no. Nah. And so I kept reading. I was like, oh, okay. It is him. I
1: I had hair then, but you know, it it is me.
0: (laughs) You did have hair then, but it's some beautiful photos on there. Absolutely beautiful photos. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Now, is that the, um, the, when we was talking about you quitting your job, Mm -hmm. now was that one of the main reasons why you quit so you can focus on that full time?
1: Oh, no, oh. actually, it was the financial. So the, the financial business, okay. um, that was the reason why I quit. Because uh, I just wanted to be able to do that full time, give my full time focus to that. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, that was pretty much the vehicle that was paying me the most at the time and still is. Um, and mm-hmm. photography pays well. Um, and so when I actually reach out and do it or when people uh, request me. Um, so ultimately, um, I quit ultimately just because I wanted to be free. I wanted to have the, the freedom to do what I wanted. And so the financial piece, that was like 90% of it. Uh, The photography was like, you know, 10% of it. And so um, I just ultimately, I just wanted to be free. So I'm free
0: indeed. Then you're free indeed. Right. Free indeed. Now what advice would you give someone right now who wants to pursue their dream, but is afraid to actually go after it
1: like you did? So I'll give this 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 analysis analogy. So I'm very good at you know giving analogies and just kind of that's really the only way I understand things. I understand things in pictures. So mm. let's just call it a timeline. Um, okay. and you know, you start at the beginning of that timeline, and in 20 years, you're going to be 20 years older. Now, one of two things is gonna happen. You're either gonna be 20 years older. And have not realized your dreams, um, not driving what you want to drive, not living what you want to live or living where you want to live, not wearing what you want to wear. Or you're going to be 20 years older doing everything you can dream of. Right. You Mm -hmm. know, God does in my mind, in my mind, this is my opinion. God does not bless timid people. He blesses those who walk in faith, who, you know, who walk in courage. I mean, think about it. You know, everybody in the Bible you know, you can kind of point. almost point any of them out. They had some kind of fear or some kind something that technically could hold them back. You know, Moses, you know, Moses, you know, couldn't speak, you know, right. in his own mind. He couldn't speak. You right. know, what if Moses just completely disobeyed? Well, God would have found somebody else. And so now you're going to be sitting jealous because somebody else is living out their dreams when you actually had the opportunity to. And so, I mean, it's okay to be afraid. I would lie and I would be lying to tell you that I was not afraid, you know, um, in the not knowing what's going to happen next sense. Right. But I knew that God figured it out already. God had it figured out. Mm-hmm. And then the best thing is, is if it don't work, you can always go back to something else. Life is more so like chess. You know, you move one piece, you know, you figure out that didn't work. You know, you move another piece. You figured out okay. Now, now I'm getting now I'm getting traction. And so again, you are only going to have one life. I mean, think about all of the successful people. Right. Multiple people had fears and just just didn't know if it was going to work. The only way you know if your dreams will come true is to actually pursue your dreams. It's either you're going to pay the cost of regret or you're going to pay the cost of sacrifice to actually get what you want. You're going to pay something. Right. You just got to pick and choose which one you want to pay and which one you can live with. What would you say is your personal motto? So and mission, Your personal mission statement, I should say. And actually, I kind of cheated a little bit, so I kind of knew you were going to ask me this because I looked at some of your other videos. Uh, so, hey. I, I, I know. Game recognized game. Uh, <laughs> but ultimately... My, my personal mission, motto, mantra, philosophy, I don't mm-hmm. know what to call it. Um, I've actually, I read Ezekiel, and I, I might be wrong on the scripture, but Ezekiel 22, 39 or 22, 29. Um, mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it was talking about how God was getting ready to destroy just the nation, getting ready to destroy that particular nation at the time. Um, and it's, he said that he didn't want to destroy it. He was actually searching for somebody. To stand in the gap so that he didn't have to destroy it, but he couldn't find anybody, so he destroyed it. Right. And so, in my mind, I'm a gap filler. I, I, I'm the one that's willing to stand in the gap for whoever I need to stand in the gap for. You know, whether that's you know somebody that's being mistreated or you know, um, you know, like my students, I like, I went to bat for them. Like if anybody said anything bad about them, I would just be ready to be at their next.
0: You mm-hmm. know, so.
1: My goal is to stand in the gap, whatever that looks like. And honestly, I'm still figuring out what that even means. Um, But I just feel that God has called me to stand in the gap, you know, whether that I don't necessarily know if that's just intercessory prayer or, you know, whatever. Um, And ultimately, I think is, you know, more action oriented or prayers and action. I just feel God has called me to stand in the gap, which is honestly probably why I got into the financial industry. Um, because most people will get taken advantage of in the financial industry. That's just mm. flat out truth. They've been doing it for years. And so my goal is to stand in the gap for them to, to answer, you know, the call to, to, make, <clears throat> to make sure that, you know, they're, they're taken care of. And so it's just to, to be helpful. You know, I, I want to, I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, what that, that ultimate mission statement is, but I do know it involves basically pushing up people. Mm-hmm. and helping people and aiding people and, you know, ultimately leading people to God. However I can do that, whatever that may look like. Um, that's really the goal is just to stand in the gap for people.
0: Now, do you think that uh, I'm going back to the financial statement that you made, that people are being um, ran over more or less, yeah. do you think is it the lack of knowledge or the fear of just people are scared just to talk about money.
1: It's ultimately the lack of knowledge, um, mm. and I think it's more so a fear because so many people have been done wrong, or you know they've seen other people done wrong, and so when the m- subject of money comes up, you know there's that fear. The other fear of money is basically a lot of people again they just don't know. You know, it's mm. just a there's a severe financial illiteracy. Um, That's just sweeping the nation. Um, And it's not like the information is not out there. You either have a people who are just not willing to go find it or Mm -hmm. B, you have people who are just not willing to teach it. And so a lot of reasons why people get taken advantage of is, number one, they just simply don't know. And then, you know, number two, you have some financial industries that just simply just aren't clear in what's going on. They'll tell you they're giving you one thing and they'll give you another. And when people don't read their contracts, well, now this is where, you know, they start to kind of get in trouble. And again, a lot of them don't even know what they're reading if you, you know, put it in black and white. And so for me, it's just more so of a, I am a guide. I am an educator um, Mm. by nature. And so I teach people again, you know, what they have or what they don't have, why they need it, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm just a guy. So I'm I give them the information and they can do with it as they please. Do you think it's a cultural thing that we don't
0: know too much about finances?
1: A hundred percent. So on a on a major level, I think Mm -hmm. it's ultimately I think it's cultural. Um, And you can even study this, like even the Jewish culture, you know, they're just they're just very wise with money. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, hopefully this is not like, you know, anti-Semitic, but, you know, is really they're just wise with money. There's a book called Thou Shalt Prosper um, by Rabbi Lappin, L-A-P-I-N, mm-hmm. that I, I'm starting to study. Um, and he just kind of goes over, you know, just how, you know, Jewish people, how they handle their money, how they see their money, which is very different from the Christian worldview of money. So, again, mm-hmm. even the church has some responsibility because uh, the church teaches you know, be super pious, you know, don't want anything, you know, be poor and, you know, God will love you. Like, that's not in the Bible, like right. anywhere. And in fact, there are multiple cases where God approves of wealth. And a lot of times, pastors will use the scripture, well, you know, um, the, the one man that wanted to follow Jesus. And Jesus asked him to, to kind of get rid of all his get all his riches, right? yeah. Because he did mm-hmm. everything else. Mm-hmm. And the man went away sad. And a lot of, you know, preachers and pastors or, you know, quote unquote, you know, men or women of God, they utilize that to just condemn riches. And honestly, when you really do a deep dive into it, Jesus didn't care about the man's riches. He cared about his heart. It's so right. It was a heart issue. Mm -hmm. It was a heart issue. Mm -hmm. You can have wealth. Solomon had wealth. Mm -hmm. I would imagine a lot of the judges of Israel had wealth. When the mm-hmm. Bible is described or when heaven is described, it's described with, you know, streets paid with gold. I don't know about anybody else, but street paved with gold sounds a lot like wealth. It talks right. about all of the rubies and the crowns and the stones and, you know, God is blinged out. Right. Right. From a <laughs> worldly perspective, you know, God got it. You know, the, the cattle on a thousand hills. Mm-hmm. For people who don't understand, back in the that time where it makes sense, Cattle was, you know, equivalent to wealth. The more cattle you had, right. the, more wealth you, the more wealth you owned, Right. Right. And so, you know, ultimately it's coming from multiple points. It's coming from, you know, um, an African-American perspective where, you know, just as African-Americans, we just did not have access, you know, to much knowledge back then. But honest, honestly, that was back then. We cannot hold right. on to the same mindset back then we can't go back to to what the man did and you know all this other stuff and excuses that we like to give um mm-hmm. the information is out there mm-hmm. we just got to go get it and then the churches have to stop teaching what's not in the bible that, that, this is reality we, we got to stop teaching what's not in the bible so many broke christians now blaming god when god ain't mm-hmm. saying nothing I didn't say that. Yeah. no. God did not say anything. God is Mm -hmm. okay with you having wealth because here's ultimately, um, and I believe this came from Rabbi Lappin or some of of my other mentors. Money is a certificate of deposit for the service you give. In my mind, the more money you have, the more people you have served. We have this mindset that all rich people are evil and, you know, they had to step on people, you know, to get get where they are. Yeah, right. I know right. multiple millionaires, super humble. Help you out in a minute. How did they get there? They served a lot of people. If you look in your bank account and you ain't got no money, well, that probably means you ain't served nobody but yourself, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? My eight-year-old son, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm kind of jealous. He he got money more than I do. guy <laughs> right? like best life. Huh? <laughs> like, son, let me let me hold a dollar. Right. You know, everybody say, hey, Chris. Let me hold some man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, he goes upstairs to my neighbor and he basically takes out her trash. What does mm-hmm. she do? She compensates him. Did he get compensated? He served. Because he worked her for it. it. He served for Right. It. He served her. He deserves that money and more if he's willing to serve. Right. My issue with, you know, with raising the minimum wage is just saying, hey, pay me more. and But I'm not willing to do any more. From my understanding and from just my belief, minimum wage is not meant for you to stay there. It's a a
0: starting point. It's a starting point. It's a stepping
1: stone. Right, right, right. right. Then you got the same people who complain about making more money. You tell them to start a business. Oh, everybody's not meant to start a business. Which one do you want? You're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Choose one. You can't say, oh, the government's not giving more money or my boss is not giving more money. And, oh, I don't want to start a business because it's not for everybody. you got to understand that when companies draw up their business plans, you are not in mind in terms of how much we're going to pay you. Nowhere in the business plan did they say they were going to pay you a livable wage. You interviewed. They told you how much they were going to pay you. You agreed. Why are you complaining two years later talking about why you ain't giving me a raise? You agreed to the contract. Can't really, you know, you agree. That's like, you know, in the Bible, again, when the man were working, like the dude, the Bible is so good, it had so many problems already Mm -hmm. worked out. You know, when the people were in the vineyard and, you know, one came in early in the morning, was working just, you know, hard for an agreed upon wage. Then some Mm -hmm. others came in later for an agreed upon wage. Then the one, let's say he came in and did an hour's worth of work for an agreed upon wage. Now, from my understanding, the master paid them all equally. Right. The first servant got upset and said, hey, I've been here slaving away and I'm paraphrasing, but I've been here slaving away. Why does he get, you know, the exact the same, same Right. Well, the master said, did I act with you shrewdly? Did I act dishonestly? Did We agree upon what I would pay you. Am I wicked? Can I do what I want to do with my own money? And so they just taught me a valuable lesson. You agreed upon what you agreed upon. We gotta right. stop thinking small. We think small, and that's also why a lot of people are in the financial struggles that they are in because of their small thinking. Right. They think I just gotta go get a job. I just gotta work at White Castle. Just just do,
0: to pay my just to pay my rent. Right. Like you and, can do more and than put that. gas in my car. Right.
1: You can do more than that. And I don't right. honestly, I don't care. And um, there's this, this um this quote. Um, and I don't know who said, I forgot who said it. They said that it's not your fault if you are born poor or if you die poor. Hmm. If you live in America. Mm Because think about all of the people that came up from Rags Ridges. I believe Tyler Perry slept in his car for years. Now, Mm -hmm. look at where he is. I would imagine that his belief system had something to do with it. There's multiple people who took risk, who dreamed or had a vision right? IBM, Mm -hmm. you know, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. They quit Mm -hmm. IBM, started their little companies in their garage. Look at where they are now. Ray Kroc started McDonald's, didn't really have much. Look at where Mm he is now. He followed his dream, right? Sam Walton, you know, his store wasn't as big. He started at, you know, I encourage everybody to pick up, you know, Sam Walton's biography, how he started Walmart was so humbling. Most business owners start with nothing, But I'm going to tell you something and and this is normally what I do when I'm talking to people of just about, you know, um, just about my business, you know, and Lily, I'm going to just kind of use you as just, um, as an example. So Lily, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to ask me honestly, would you like to be wealthy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So I have a foolproof plan Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with me or my company at all. I have a foolproof plan on how you can become wealthy. Would you like to know this secret? Absolutely. You have an overwhelmingly large need that affects the most amount of people or a large population. You find a way to meet that need. Then you become wealthy. That's right. Simple. Yes. so simple. It, it really is. Information yeah. is out there. Mm hmm. Right. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of elders in, in my neighborhood. And so if my son took an overwhelmingly large need, the elders who don't really want to leave their house to go to the dumpster, no matter how close cool mm-hmm. or how far it is, it affects a large population. Let's just call it 80 percent. If they all paid him seven or eight dollars or five dollars once or mm-hmm. twice a week, he's making more money than me. Making a little piece wow. of change. Because he Cause he supplied a need. need, yep. Right? No. Jim Rohn would say, you know, who is this fool who brings me his need and doesn't bring me any seed? It's foolish to ask the ground to produce a harvest and you ain't planting nothing. But we want a harvest. We, we yeah. want all these great things. Plant something, right? And then keep planting and then keep planting and then keep planting because you got to be an ambitious planner. You can't plant something. You can't plant your dream in the ground and plant or you know just wait 90 days and expect it to flourish right you gotta plant and plant and plant and plant until something grows you gotta plant in the day you gotta plant in the noon because you don't know which one is going to grow right right all bible and so i have no idea how i got on that tangent I hopefully I, like- <laughs> I do
0: but it was it, it's all in line <laughs> no because i asked you of uh do you think that it's a cultural thing. Oh
1: yeah, all of so all of that fit. That, yeah, that was that's it. that's why I said you know, this, that's, that's why I said it's all in line. Listen, See, I'm a teacher, you, you, so I've lost my students sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like bunny rabbit, bunny rabbit, squirrel. Uh, <laughs> different tangents, but yeah, no,
0: no, it's all it all it's all in line. But I, one scripture popped in my mind when you, you was talking about um, how people don't stick in the saying the Bible. The one of the scriptures they always misquote, and they always say that, uh, "Oh, now it's gone." See, devil, <laughs> uh, the love of the no, uh, The love of money,
1: the money the is, of a, uh,
0: is a root of all evil. Yeah, they always misquote it. Always misquote it. They just they they take the love part out, and this and it's like they just say like just like you just if, if
1: you want money, it's evil. No, it's the love of money. Is the root of all evil. I would even beg to ask us to dive down even deeper into Mm -hmm. that, because think about it: a wicked person can love money and Mm -hmm. do wicked things; a righteous person can love money and do righteous things. Mm -hmm. So, in my mind, is really the heart Mm -hmm. behind the love of money, right? So, if your heart is wicked, you're only going to do you're going to do wicked things things with it, right? But if your heart is righteous. Then in my mind, again, in my mind, God is going to have to, you know, give me whatever, you know, to change that. But in no, my that's, mind, that's word because God the judges the heart. heart. It's the heart. Yeah, Everything God is judges, about the heart. Yeah, it's, God judges heart. the
0: heart. That's why he's judging us all individually. He's not putting us all in one big old group and saying, all y'all going to hell. Because <laughs> all heart. y'all did the same thing. So all y'all going to hell. No. What was that reason of why they did that? Because it was what was in their heart It was when that happened.
1: So, no, I agree with you. Heart of the issue. Huh? Yep. Yeah, again, my mind is just the heart of the issue.
0: Yeah, I yeah. absolutely. Since you cheated and been watching my shows, not for not for the reason of watching it, you watched it to do homework. <laughs>
1: well, I only answered the, the only the mission statement. That was the only one that I looked at. So if you ask me anything else, I'm like, you know, deer in headlights. I have no idea what's coming up. <laughs> I'm just
0: messing with you.
1: <laughs> so what is next for you? Honestly, um, the finance piece where I plan my flag. That, that's where I plan my flag. Um, my goal is you know, to, to build it large enough. Um, number one, on two different levels. Number one, to help set more people free. Because mm-hmm. I offer people an opportunity to, to come work with me um, and to build you know, a business, just helping families um, you know, with me. Because my goal is to serve thousands of thousands of thousands, of thousands you thousands know, of families. And so um, and then again, the other one I just kind of led into is I want to just help more families, you know. And so the finance piece right now um, is just kind of, you know, the vehicle that's going to drive that um, and Mm kind of down the road. You know, you all might see me back in education, Um, not necessarily to teach it, but I do want to own, you know, hint, hint. I want to own a school system um, Mm -hmm. as to where I can teach them how to be entrepreneurs you know, how not just to, to have this, this belief that it's college or die. I think that is the silliest statement in the world, especially when there have been multiple successful people who did not go to college and who did not finish high school, finish high school, finish high school, finish, please finish high school. If you don't, it's not the end of the world because there are countless and endless people. Henry Ford, they thought he was like, no man this dumb, should have this much power. They took them to court, right? And so my goal is to to be able to influence the education system and, you know, to be able to, I just want to be like a philanthropist. I guess the, that's the better word for everything that, that's in my mind. Because uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff in my mind. I tell you right now, I want to own a school tomorrow. You know, I want to own an island. I don't know. My <laughs> mind just works um, extremely in fast spurts. Mm-hmm. So I have multiple thoughts of just different things I want to do, but mm-hmm. I can't do them until I have the money. The money's coming. Money, then I can do more stuff. Yeah, the money's coming. Money allows you to serve. That's really all I wanted for. I didn't want to serve. I want my family to be well. I want my mom to be able to enjoy the latter years. You know, I I want to be able to give people a new start. And so ultimately, that's what I'm here for. That's what's next. And I'm going to use my financial business and whatever else God shows me and gives me as means for that because I can live on whatever minimum wage is. I'm very simple, but my wife can't, my children can't, my community can't, my church can't, and whatever else God puts in my head. So they need me to be able to make more money. And the financial business that I'm in is going to provide me that opportunity. So how can people contact you? So um, I'm very open, so people can, Honestly, you can look me up on Facebook. Um, let me just make sure my Facebook is what, what it is. Uh, <laughs> but my Facebook, I believe it should be Ian Scott. I changed it recently. But, you know, my Facebook is Ian Scott LinkedIn. You can find me on there as Ian Scott. Uh, my actual cell phone number, I'm open with people texting me, calling me, 317-602-0009. Um, mm. I'm never worried about people scamming me or anything else because block, I'll block in a minute. Uh, so the block <laughs> button hey, man. is real quick. Um, uh, yeah, you can find me on um on instagram, S Scott. Anyway your uh, your listeners want to get in touch with me. Uh, you can email me. Um, that is my photography email. That's pretty much you know the main ways um, that they can get in touch with me.
0: If you could have any song be your theme song
1: when you walked into a room, what would it be? and why? So there is this artist named Jonas, uh, Y-O-N-A-S, and hopefully I I pronounced it right. Uh, He Mm -hmm. has this song titled, I Could. Just the entire song is just really talking about how, you know, he just made it uh, because he knew he could. Even though people doubted him, um, he just kind of, you know, mentions in the line, you know, that, you know, all he needed was God. But, you know, um, there it would just be that song that I could. Jonas, um, I could because, I mean, he made it and he knew that he would. So I know I'm going to make it uh, number one, because I got God and, you know, I, I got my wife and my children, uh, but also because I got a burning desire that, you know, I'm not going to stop till I get it. Uh, yes. So th- that will be the song. So Jonas, I could.
0: Well, you know what? I cannot thank you enough for being on yes. here. You were phenomenal and I love everything that you're doing. Like I said, that the fact that you're helping the community, you you're doing all this positive work, the motivational posts that you put out um I would say what, every other week if not a few times in a week when the move strikes me when the move, when 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 the Lord hits you to do it, i mean yeah. they're they're for a pur- they're purposeful if if that's a word
1: yeah well, that well, that is
0: it's gonna be a word today if it's not right. <laughs> but I, I like I said, I know you're gonna be all right you you're gonna you're gonna do it. But thank you so much. I truly enjoyed you, and I will talk to you very soon.
1: All right, talk to you soon.
0: Thank you, Ian, for being on my show, and thank you for all the work that you're doing within the community to upbring today's leaders. I just know that God's going to bless you to do so much more. And did you know Worldly Church Girl is live? That's right, Worldly Church Girl has gone live. As a matter of fact, this very episode was recorded live. You can see this show and many more on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And why haven't you subscribed? What do you wait for? Hit that subscription button so you will never miss another episode. And if you'd like to be on Rolly Church Girl... Go to www.worldlychurchgirl.com, go to the contact page, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only Worldly Church Girl.